Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar, your Oscar uh, podcast that is going to be reviewing Clifford the Big Red Dog today, uh, because this started off as a joke at some point. No, it serves us right. Yeah. No, this, exactly. yeah. yeah. The, we, we asked for this. We all did this to ourselves. You guys, you guys made the mistake of inviting the crazed YouTuber onto your podcast who takes movies far too seriously and apparently apparently knows too much about Clifford lore because this movie genuinely made me upset. Do we even have to have a spoiler section or can they just understand that like apparently good triumphs over evil? Can we just, can we just like, is that a spoiler even? It's a kid's movie. Right. I, I, I don't disagree. I have no opinion. Yeah, I don't care. If, if we want to just get into this, we, this is going to be such an odd fit for this podcast. Oh, by the way, I'm Mike One, also Mike <laughs> on the line, and we're joined once again by Amanda of Swell Entertainment on YouTube, our buddy here. Uh, this is going to be a very, very weird podcast, just an MMO lore, because I am the only one who is at all positive about this viewing experience, and that is not a role I am at all comfortable with when it comes to anything in life listen but, uh, Mike, specifically Mike, when it comes to movies are you, yes, are, you in, are you in big clifford's pocket is that what i'm hearing <laughs> i'm so confused as to what you were expecting otherwise like what did, i expected the, the dog to not look been. like a red monstrosity i was expecting there to not be shadow from the red fur of this puppy onto emily elizabeth's sleeve that's what oh, I, I was expecting there to not be globs of red just randomly showing up i was expecting this dog's shoulder blades <laughs> to not ripple like waves that's what amanda. i was expecting <laughs> amanda you were on this podcast when we've previewed this movie like literally two or three separate times and the one takeaway every time was wow the dog looks terrible, terrible. no it did okay look terrible. i was okay listen Side note, for anyone who is wondering, we did Down the Well with Swell or something at the start of this year talking about 2021 releases, and I was proven right about one and wrong about the other. I was proven right that Old was going to be awful. It was horrible. It was dog shit, more so than Clifford's giant dog shit. But um, then I said that Cruella was probably going to be a mess. It was actually surprisingly fun. Mm -hmm. I liked Cruella Mm -hmm. surprisingly a lot. And then I complained about the Clifford lorks at the time. All we had was the synopsis. (laughs) and a teaser trailer for like a Christmas movie for Clifford where Clifford looked like a giant Labrador red puppy. Despite the fact that Clifford, if anyone's at all familiar with, I'm sure all of you are, every, every Mike, Mike and Oscar listener, I'm sure is super familiar <laughs> with the with the Clifford lore, okay? And Emily Elizabeth lore. Clifford was a regular small puppy, okay? And then he just happened to grow into a large puppy. But no, they introduced magic into this fucking movie. And apparently I don't love my puppy enough because he's not gigantic, okay? Oh, so I see where all the venom is, is coming from You have now. a tiny dog. <laughs> Also, side note, what is, okay, I, we're just getting into it. Do you want to, okay, does anyone want to take the reins back before I just rail on this? No, movie? no, just get, just take charge of this entire thing. Okay, I, I, because usually they, Mike would go, would lose his mind for something this disorganized, but because he's so seething with rage like you are, I think I he's agree. Just like your biggest supporter right now. Okay, great. Mike, the, I don't get, they, they started this movie with Emily Elizabeth. Emily Elizabeth is a small sixth grader. She is 12. She's the new girl. Aside from her being short and one girl calling her food stamp, for her being new and apparently on scholarship which i'm sorry it does not seem like they are um poor at all Uh, they made a comment about this being a rent controlled flat like that's it but because the mom is british and like it's this whole thing there's no seemingly like aside from her like doing the work there's no indication that she's actually poor like and 
then and that is a giant apartment too by the way it's a giant, huge apartment beautiful. for new york it's yeah. insane clifford sized apartment i agree <laughs> oh my god british harlem british harlem a two a two <laughs> bedroom fabled... apartment in freaking <laughs> jesus <laughs> Oh my god! But but it's but it's you know that's that's the trope you're going. No I, I, no, what no you, I'm not done. <laughs> Do not cut me off in my scene of rain. Because the mom is like, you're different. That's special. How is she different other than being short and new? How is that different? And then it's not enough to warrant her being like, because I'm it's sure a you children's all... movie. There has to be your your different. No, because then the boy it. the boy obsessed with her is smaller than her. So it's like, no, I'm sorry, that's it. She's a pretty white. So girl. now wait, Fuck you're off. you're taking your disgust out on sixth grade love life. That's your you that's where how no, far down I this need, well you're I going. I need there's literally no reason but like she's like she's bullied. It's like okay, so is everyone else. You're not special. I'm sorry. The one girl <laughs> that's like you're on food stamps. You have a giant dog. Are you kidding me? He's just different. You don't understand cuz he's different. She does a full speech at the end and apparently that's enough to get these cops to agree that this giant monstrosity Clifford, I'm sorry. This dog was too well behaved for a puppy. Puppies are like babies. I agree with that. My 1-year-old cousin has more fine motor skills than my dog Hermes does. He's 6 months old, okay? This dog is what? Uh 6 weeks? What is that? How old is this mm-hmm. dog? All I've heard so far is jealousy that you think somebody else loves their dog enough to make it No, 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 no. I straight up, I straight up picked up, I came home from this movie. Hermes knew I saw another dog because he was biting me. I had someone follow me to my car after this movie too, which is fucking insane. Men men are awful. Okay. And (laughs) I'm fine. Everything's fine. But um, no, but like I straight up held Hermes and I was like, I love you, but I'm also not a fucking idiot. So I'm not going to make a wish to be big and strong, like so that we can, which side note, the fact that she doesn't get bigger, but he gets bigger. What is with this? Okay. I'm sorry. Someone else take their in. Someone with more coherent sense than me. I'm only on my second cup of coffee. Mike, what was your, what was your disgust with this movie? (laughs) I blame myself for this, Mike. I, cause on that last episode, I goaded swell into this. I I expected all of the comedians attached. I expected a childhood favorite book series of mine. I expected like the maneuverings of this giant studio, this this money making play of Paramount Plus. I expected this movie to just be a bunch of cute doggy things and all of that entertainment. It's well, I have never been so wrong and I've never been so humbled. I'm so confused. In all seriousness, what were you expecting from this I movie? I wasn't Mike? expecting the um the weirdest, most sad, cold <laughs> opening I've ever seen for a movie. For a kids movie. Like I, was I don't angry. think I've I seen like I, I think Doolittle had a more coherent opening and it was fucked up. You know? Oh, like, how dare you? I how think- dare you? <laughs> This movie is thousands of light years better than whatever Doolittle was. I made my dad see Doolittle with me. It was very fun. <laughs> he wouldn't see. He got to get out of seeing Cats with me in theaters. Um, side note: the Cats in Cats were rendered better and more consistently than this puppy was. Just saying. I, I, okay, I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. All right. So the biggest takeaway. So like, yes, I agree. The giant dog was looked ridiculous. The color did bleed, especially on on, on the little girl's hands at times. Like it, it was bad. I, I totally agree with the viewing, but the story could have been so much. Like, in all honesty, my, like, what did you expect from this, Mike? I sh- I expected just doggy fun, and I I expected just you know constant 
you know, just fish out of water scenes. And they gave us some of that, like with Keenan Thompson and the vet. Like, that's how this mm-hmm. movie was marketed. I was like, all of that, I will take Keenan Thompson as a vet. Everything in that veterinarian o- o- office was fun. Oh, yeah, I liked Banfield's pet hospital getting their huge feature. That was, that was, that was, I was like, wow. Side note, can we talk about how weirdly ableist this movie was? That was weird. There was little things they slipped in there, which I had the same complaint about right? P- uh, Detective Pikachu, where they slip things in. Yeah. Like in the, when the vet's office where she's talking about, oh, are you talking about, what's the, Birdwell? Bridwell? Bridwell. The, Toying yeah. with people's lives. Yeah, Bridwell. and it's like, and it's Fucking like. Fucking Mr. Magorium. <laughs> Uh, this guy never said a word. Suddenly he gets a parrot that just tells him positive affirmations and then now he won't stop talking. And then also the woman who was like, uh, couldn't walk. And then this, uh, bird, this monkey bird thing, whatever the heck it was, I forgot, uh, massages her feet and then suddenly she's walking. It's like, that seems weird. That seems weirdly ableist. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Playing God Bridwell. Who also, needs side to- note, why would this random intake nurse <laughs> at the vet hospital know about these people's afflictions prior to getting... Their pets. They wouldn't. They wouldn't just wander in here, you know. Rosie Perez. She's Rosie free, Perez. Yeah, she had a free <laughs> half hour. That day. <laughs> she had just stopped dancing to the intro to do the right thing, just long enough no, to you take her are position. Dated. At the end. <laughs> Jeez. No, I don't know why we have to like you know just give a self more self esteem to white people taking over here in British Harlem. It makes no sense. I agree. I agree with Swell. Like this. This. Uh, premise offends me <laughs> just like I, who why do these milk toast white people need more self-esteem and in, in 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 private schools also are, are there children's no other- movie <laughs> <laughs> it's a kid's movie i don't i mean i guess if your main complaint is that there was a lack of diversity within the main characters okay yeah jack whitehall shouldn't be featured in anything ever period he should not be a main player i don't know why his star is being str- I don't know what kind of pictures he has of I what think kind of executives the, out there. No, I think it's the same thing as Chris Pratt. Um, I think he has seen a producer murder a child. Yeah, he is just uh, which makes it. sense. That's got to be the only explanation. I would buy that. Yes. So he's just like, but, put me in all of the movies. But, but even if he has blackmail, his big win was being put as a main character in Clifford. Hey, you know what's good acting? Like never blinking your eyes in, ev- <laughs> in any scene. And I rewatched this movie. <laughs> Which was a huge mistake. You I can't did? believe you did that. I rewatched it on Paramount Plus because I, unlike my co-host here, had too much sense <laughs> to actually go by myself to my AMC. Like I have A list. Instead, I paid for it at home. Wow. I, I have A list, wow. but I was not going to go by myself. Like, like Amanda. Again, you're non-threatening. You gave, you gave you're in the your capitalist. 20s. You gave the capitalist dog movie more money. I'm still on wow. the it was trial. The right, I could it cut was it the off. Right call. It was the right call. Because like I told, I, I texted Amanda this too. Like Mike, my, my viewing experience, I went to the theater and it was like, I was like, oh, I'm just going to see it. I'll probably be the only one in the theater. Not thinking that in the middle of the day on a Monday, of course, every like mother slash nanny slash parent is going to like take their kids. And it was like me surrounded by children 
and I was just this like bearded 30 something year old dude sitting in the middle of the theater. Thankfully it wasn't packed, but I definitely like I was getting looks and I knew I was. And I was like, well, this you is this it. is the bit Your I've committed to. Your photos hanging now. in yeah. that AMC office. <laughs> yeah, Get him out of here. <laughs> like when I asked for my ticket and when I paid for the ticket at the, the, the box office at the front, he was like did a double take when I said Clifford. And I was like, I, I oh know my it's God. for a podcast, man. But you drove a van yeah. to the theater with right. graffiti on it, Mike. So all the oh kids afterwards. I had shaved nothing but just I kept my mustache, so I really adopted the part. You're wearing a trench coat. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I I was look. I wasn't. This isn't the greatest movie in the world, and it's not anything. But I was shocked at how much I didn't hate what was going on. And yes, of course, there was tropey and it was ridiculous and there were some lame jokes, but it was a kid's movie. Like that's Okay, okay. So for the listener, let me give you some perspective. Here's the plot of this movie, okay? <laughs> Emily Elizabeth is the new girl in school. There's a mean girl who apparently calls her food stamp, even though apparently the insult is that she's short. I don't understand. They don't explain it well. Um, but she finds her uncle, her mom works on a case, okay, and has to go to Chicago. She ends up stuck with her fun uncle Casey, who she doesn't like because he lost her on a subway at one point um and he's just really irresponsible and is currently living in a van super fun and exciting um played by jack whitehall who does not do well holding his own against two children actors the entire movie agree um, with that wholeheartedly this dog this shitty cgi dog outacted jack whitehall okay and the dog had no lines um but anyway uh at one point as they're walking to school there is a tent okay for animal adoption and emily elizabeth is like let's go look and gives him puppy dog eyes because again she's 12 um goes inside and then this this man apparently had already picked out that emily elizabeth needed this tiny red puppy and side note aside from the fact that this dog was a little red puppy and apparently wanted to be a pigeon and this man found him uh there was nothing magical about this dog until bridwell found him and then like did some weird, creepy man magic, okay? So then she finds this dog, and she's like, she's like, oh my god, he's so small, can I keep him? And again, the red from this dog is bleeding onto her hands. This dog Mm -hmm. does not bite anyone other than trying to eat a pug at one point. Um, Yes. Which, side note, as a puppy, no. The first, they they explore with their mouths, this dog would absolutely be a menace to society and would be eating shit left and right and people, okay? Okay. Yeah, if you think too hard about, if you think at all about, like, the logistics (laughs) of what would actually happen in real life. Kids deserve the truth, Mike, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But keeping a big dog like that housed in, like, Manhattan is probably the the idea that there's a group of people in New York City who are like we have to get our giant dog back in the most clustered city in the world where there's barely enough room for a six foot. There's literally no one on any of these streets and there's never traffic in any of these. Exactly, it's wild. you can't you can't take it see if you think at all about this movie you're gonna have a bad time you can't think about it no because i'm here fighting for the kids mike okay i'm here fighting for them to have proper cinema okay and anyway before mike rudely interrupted me okay um so what ends up happening is that there is this we have not mentioned life grow at all which is the fact that we're we're vilifying genetically modified food in this wholly unnecessary (laughs) storyline this is okja done wrong yeah i mean we've already seen this movie better it's okja yeah Okay. Agree. So basically, Life Grow has decided that they are going to feed America. They are. This is just vilifying your medical startups. Okay. In every <laughs> light, which again, if you've ever spoken with someone who is a startup, you understand where this is coming from. I can get behind the storyline. I understand. Startup I was people in. are fucking yeah. weird. <laughs> anyway, um, this they are like the baggage that you have come into this review with. <laughs> 
Did somebody who who had a startup and a better dog than I Hermes, literally like insult you at some point in your life? No, my dad literally ran a, a conference for medical startup companies. Like I literally had to deal with these people. And what sucks is half of them <laughs> think they're doctors and they're not doctors, which fucking is right. so annoying. Anyway, I also like the leap in logic between like, oh, something made this dog big. We could just have that same thing add to our fruits and vegetables, and it'll work. Yes. Yeah, no so science they basically that. they think that this dog, like this big red dog, is their key to fixing whatever they can't do so far with their genetically modified animals. They so far they've only succeeded in making shitty large eggs, um, which is killing chickens <laughs> on site with these poor chicken Horrible. vaginas. Jesus, um, uh, making two-headed goats, which did have a good line of. We're trying to feed people and you're giving us more mouths to feed, which I did think was a good line. Making a very angry sheep, which was very funny. Uh, very lamb-esk. Okay. Elizabeth, Meryl are, sheep. Yeah, Meryl yes. sheep. Get, get work. I'm glad. Okay. Um, work, yeah. And um, so they're like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to tag this animal with our chip. Like they're going to microchip uh, Clifford and say that it's life grows property so that they can retroactively say that like he escaped. Okay. Meanwhile, they're just going to rob this child, <laughs> which I did like that. He was just very, he kept trying to like be smooth and be like, hi, like be the charismatic businessman. And then it never fucking worked, which is so accurate. Wonderful. I did like that. Okay. But they're trying to steal Clifford. And at one point they, they tag click Clifford. They go to the cops and the cops, apparently flying rats are all it takes to convince the cops that this giant dog belongs to life grow and that uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry wait wait what, what was that sentence giant flying rats are the only thing it takes to convince the cops that uh, a giant clifford is actually the property of life of life grow you don't think maybe you're taking every like that sentence alone you don't think maybe you're taking this movie too seriously with your criticism <laughs> No, she's um, right. No, I mean, it's the plot of the fucking movie, Mike. I'm not I'm not reading subtext. This is what we are shown. Are you kidding okay. me? Okay. okay. This is a new lane and direction of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. We're just gonna hate the movies that you bring your kids to. Like it just if you if you need to feed off of our hate after you see a kid's movie, we'll have a review for you guys. This is yes. what it needs to happen going mm-hmm. forward. Yes. I agree. Okay. Go ahead. And so uh, they are like doing basically every see. Okay, my other main complaint about the whole writing of this movie, not the plot wise, is that the kids are just people think that writing kids is precocious makes them it's okay so they can write twelve year olds as twenty year olds, and I hate that. Agree I hate that, that no one Agree knows how that. to write children, and it pisses me off because they're like, oh, kids are just mature now, and it's like, no, you are bad at writing children, and you've met or, never met a child in your life because yeah. apparently Mar- Emily Elizabeth is the most educated person ever. And then also um, uh, the Owen, the other little kid, uh, is a hacker genius with a uh, billionaire for a father. Okay? (laughs) The the witty one-liners she was like coming back with were ridiculous, especially in the opening scene. So I completely agree. And Owen's father just so happens to own or know somebody with a giant animal preserve yeah. Uh, across the ocean. No, yeah. it's his. It's literally his. And they're able in He knows night, Oakja. <laughs> literally <laughs> able to get a tanker and like get him over to China, no problem. I was expecting him to be in the pocket of Life Girl, like he's one of their investors. I was expecting a huge plot twist. No. Oh. It's just 
none of that because he's it's way too casual he doesn't say anything i'm just like this is ominous this is fucked it's gonna be okay cool we're gonna vilify i'm sorry words sound it out all right (laughs) all rich people and i'm like okay cool i can get behind that we can teach kids that uh excessive wealth is bad but no he's just he's just (laughs) dumbfounded by life grow there are dangling like storylines in this that that just are wholly abandoned and go nowhere that's one of them i agree with the Mm. the opening scene where the like the menacing pound people come and pick up clifford's family and are never mentioned again throughout the entirety of the movie yeah what the hell is that and also i'm sorry (laughs) you would hear this what pissed me off at one point is like they they these people have never seen a dog and i'm not vilifying the cgi people themselves because i know that we should be doing like flipping wellness checks on them with how uh they are not protected by unions and shit like we need to be protecting the people doing cgi i'm not vilifying them at all i would send them all pizza a hundred percent okay but also um the directors who saw this and were like yeah that's what a puppy looks like no okay (laughs) the fact that this dog is wiggling under a door and the door is not moving whatsoever is so upsetting to me (laughs) they they there are times and i wanted to like take out my phone and take snapshots of it too because there are scenes especially when clifford's like moving and like in between transitioning between like stances and stuff it's it looks like a, a creature from hell yeah, as <laughs> soon as I like get Hermes to listen and not bark at every other person other than me and my dad, I am going to turn this dog <laughs> into a movie star. Okay, I really do think. Okay, was the mom dog the only real dog in that scene, or am I losing my mind? In the opening scene yes. with the pound people? Yeah, no, they, it all looks CGI. I completely agree. Could they I not was wondering use the whole time, puppies? I'm like, are, they, are those actual dogs or no? Are there union rules for puppies? Is that what I, I know babies can't. Uh, can't work at a certain age but like are there union rules for puppies now too well especially on like a paramount lot you would think it'd be easy to go to like an animal rescue or a shelter or something yeah. and just get a couple dogs for like the day you know i don't think it would be that difficult but i don't know maybe there are i think the performance capture art of uh andy circus is really slipping just really <laughs> taking a nosedive here he's just sold out to the man uh to big uh Big animal pharma. I agree with Swell. And I, I didn't expect to agree with you in this movie, Swell. But like, what did you, you think I was going to say? Well, the problem like with the Tony Hale plot line is they thought, we thought they were going to go dark. Maybe I think this was just a set where, that was off I the I mean, rails. animal testing is pretty fucking dark. Yeah, but I think this was improv from like Tony Hale. Like he threw that line in there like, no, 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 we got to pull back. Like Jack Whitehall's like, you know, I'm not doing my accent for this movie. I know you cast oh uh, inexplicably British sister and mother. And, and then there's you know another British character, magical British character in John Cleese the most magical but no i'm gonna do my american accent for this movie because that's my acting choice and i'm and not gonna blink this to swell too like him doing that he made every line like uncomfortably seductive like he was trying to like be all smooth and suave and stuff and it's like be more campy like you're in an actual kids movie you're on a it's literally about Clifford. It's like one of the most beloved kids' properties of all time. You're supposed to be wacky and zany if you're like the downbeat uncle who's like trying to prove himself to his family. Members. So miscast. I felt like he was like smoldering to the camera. Sometimes. This was what are you doing. This was the easiest job any casting director ever had. I mean, cast Danny DeVito and his real wife Raya Perlman <laughs> and two tiny old people. Get the kids away from this film. Just it's just those two old people. Meet with John Cleese while they're playing chess in the park, and they get Clifford. <laughs> and we have just those two chasing around Clifford in New York City. It, with h- a hilarity would ensue from there, 
that would be the movie for us. Okay, well, the thing is, too, is it's like they changed the lore of Clifford. I'm going back to the lore of Clifford. Clifford Please. was a regular-sized dog and then grew into a big dog and they had to move, okay? So I don't get why we didn't just do, like, a start where it's like, oh, yeah, you can totally come in and be, um, you know, a puppy. And then they do a time skip and suddenly they have to leave New York because people are He's ripping apart their apartment building. Right. And then you can right. still have the weirdly aggressive land. I did like the vilification of landlord. But then at the end of the day, uh, they had him be nice. And it's like, oh, no, dogs are welcome again. Like, it's like you were really against dogs two seconds ago. Um, but anyway. <laughs> I feel like you really wanted, like, the anti-capitalist movie to be a statement. But you wanted it from Clifford. And no, I don't. They, they half did it. They, they, they did. It's like, um. Okay, I don't want to compare these two, but like the remake of um, what's it called, um, Mary Poppins, and how they made the bank like a good thing at the end, even though in the original <laughs> the banks are like literally the whole problem. Actually, you should sign up for these interest rates, <laughs> Mary Poppins. Thank you. Toppins are completely antiquated as a currency. You can't save for shit, kids. Sign up for our mortgage and refinance. It's like the Disney girl bossification of all Disney live action movies, except they made it so like, yes, some millionaires are good. Like corporations, startups, hashtag bad, genetically modified food companies, hashtag bad. But then you have, if your friend's dad has arguably too much fucking money, that's fine. Because sometimes they're not total greed shitholes and they're good dads. And they have, (laughs) um, you know, they have uh, compounds in China which is probably totally run totally ethically. You know, it's totally mm-hmm. ethical of how course, it's run. Of um, fully staffed, as he said. Um, so I'm sure that uh, this sanctuary of sorts um, is totally not some type of, like, tax evasion, uh, just a this money This could pick. have literally been just the prequel to Oak Just. Did you watch? Or have you ever seen Oak Just Well on uh, Netflix? It's, no, I haven't seen it. It's been a while, I think. It's, it's, it's essentially... This idea of like having this this big oversized animal stuff that's like a lot of nefarious things are going on behind the scenes there, and it's essentially exactly what you're describing for the most part. Yeah. Then why the f- <laughs> again? <laughs> why couldn't we just? This dog is gonna get bigger. Okay, that's the thing. This is a puppy still. This dog is gonna be Godzilla of puppies. Okay, so we're gonna have to move. They gotta get the New York is not sustainable. They will. Clifford will be crushing cars. I can't wait for the sequel where Clifford is a menace to freaking society. Okay, I want Godzilla that. Godzilla versus Kong versus Clifford. And then flat, he's gonna create Flat Stanley. We're gonna bring Flat Stanley into this. I still think Flat Stanley would be a bitch in horror movie. I think we could do that. Anyway, um, I think. <laughs> wait, what? Flat Stanley would be a good horror movie. He can just get in and out of houses. He can go on a killing spree. Also, he gets flattened literally by like a car, and then he's just a flat child. So. I I agree that Clifford would have developed a taste for human flesh after eating <laughs> yes! everything he could in this. Like puppies would eat every. Maybe it's just me. I have a pug who is part frog, part pot-bellied pig. It's not not a real dog. <laughs> it's just a human food vacuum. Or I mean, my dog just will eat everything she can and and did when she was a puppy. Clifford is in a room at a posh elementary school with a tray of hot dogs. And instead, he's, he's trying to encourage it. friendship. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not eating the hot dogs. He doesn't even... I mean, he finally gets a tray of cheeseburgers at the end. Thank God for that. Otherwise, I was going to be, you know, 
Yeah, did they not? Wishing. This dog would literally dogs eat all the time. My dog Hermes is six months. He still eats three times a day, and he still totally. looks at me like I'm starving him. Okay, this dog would literally <laughs> be eating. You need to just take him to like a golden corral and just let him go for the buffet. Okay, that's just what needs to be happening. It should have been the whole movie, just Danny DeVito chasing a dog who's chasing his <laughs> next meal. You're really big on the Danny DeVito storyline. I'm trying to understand where this is coming from. Are you in? It's are you in Big Danny DeVito pocket? Is that what I'm? Yeah. <laughs> every other '90s actor that, that I really like '90s, early 2000s, from Horatio Sands to David Allen Greer in Living Color. Like I'm thrilled to see them again. So why not Danny DeVito? I am so confused by the criticisms <laughs> you both have. You're talking about this movie as if it's like a Paul Thomas Anderson film with like subtext behind it. and It's just a kid's movie. I kind of do that, want to see David Fincher's Clifford. I do. Want to see that <laughs> that'd be out. great. I would absolutely love that. But like the idea of like, wow, this giant dog wouldn't actually do well in New York. No shit. Mike. <laughs> but you're not supposed to think about that. Are you trying to the, vilify giant dogs, Mike? Is that what I'm hearing now? The books didn't touch on that stuff. It's oh, side a note. No, story. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Side note, side note. Can we talk about how literally every other actual dog in this movie was all little dogs? Were they doing that for scale to try and make Clifford look bigger? Because there was not a single golden retriever or like a uh, big dog whatsoever. Mm. Other than the mother at the, uh, the beginning, I think. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Was Maybe. that? That was weird. Because there was definitely one in the Christmas teaser they did. And that was part of the anger that I had for this fucking (laughs) (laughs) It was also, like, I think the... (laughs) It sounds like a weird criticism coming off the the venom and vitriol that we're dealing with. But, like, (laughs) the script was a a bit ridiculous in terms of, like, the Tony Hill storyline was completely unnecessary. Again, they completely abandoned some stuff with Clifford's family. They could have done a lot different. could have gone in a lot different directions, but I don't think the idea of like there was this giant dog and the logistics of how it would actually be within New York City and why it would need to be eventually hunted by man and beast alike. I don't know that this was the movie that was going to go in that direction. They could have done that though, and I feel like that would have been a much more coherent storyline and a much more like, no, he's just different. He see, he's good. He's not hurting anybody as he is ripping apart some poor man's uh, hot dog cart. You know, when he's just tearing apart this hot dog cart to get to the meat he smells. So you wanted Rampage with Dwayne yes! Johnson? Yes. Why not? Yes. Why not? That is because more it's accurate. Built in. Yes, it's literally built in and it makes more sense because he's a fucking puppy and puppies are literally toddlers, if that. They are just chaotic. (laughs) Everything goes in their mouth, okay? They bite literally everything. How this dog was not walking up and gnawing on the Empire State Building, that would have been hilarious. (laughs) Why did we not do that? Why did we not do that? Okay, he can go to 432 Park Avenue, the most hated building in New York, by swell. I endorse Mm -hmm. the hatred of 432 Park Avenue. That is a giant stick for a dog like Clifford. I feel like that could really work out here, okay? And then suddenly by the end of the movie, like we just kept, it's like over the course of a year or two, okay? And suddenly Clifford is bigger than, um, you know, like a, a duplex, okay? And this dog is huge and they can't live in New York anymore. And the end of the movie is set up for sequel bait because obviously it's a kid's movie. They have to have sequel bait. And it's them going, Going on a road trip with Casey, trying to find a place where they can have their dog and peace and where they'll be accepted, you know, and they just because I don't think one of the Clifford books was like Clifford takes his fourth tranquilizer dart from the NYPD. (laughs) Like, I don't think that's where this was ever going to go. Clifford kills again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, like, 
No, instead, there's this completely absurd storyline with Tony Hale, who apparently hires like security guards that lose to a bunch of fat men in a slap fight. (laughs) I mean, that's that's his muscle. I wish I could share this with you. There's this uh, image from the New Yorker that says uh, Clifford and the Neighborhood Association. (laughs) And it's him with literally a burned down building. Also, this dog's size was not consistent, and that does piss me off. Yeah, that dog's going to be 25 feet tall, as we know from the Clifford lore. But here, like, we have these deli owners, Horatio Sands and father, uncle. They just invite Clifford through their warehouse. They know there's no exit that's large enough for him. So, of course, he jumps through their window. Oh, yeah, and he's not not yelling about how he doesn't have insurance or anything. Like, there's no, like, agitation that Clifford just burst through a flipping, that just tore through the front window of his little deli. Yeah, it's absurd. Just, yeah, go drink from that dunk tank, dog. And don't eat my tray of hot dogs, dog. Do not eat the kid that's literally sitting in the dunk tank. Why that kid did not look genuinely alarmed at this giant dog. Like, I feel like there is more uh, alarm that could have been had versus everyone being like, I do like that everyone just took out their phone and started taking photos. But the fact that no one was like, okay, does he know, like, uh, does he know, like, the savage dance? Can we, like, do a TikTok together? What's going on? <laughs> what tricks does he do? You know? Because, like, I feel like people at some point are like, I'm sorry, I still think the uh, the CGI uh, stand-in for the Clifford from behind the scenes is hilarious looking. Um, but also, this dog is not big enough. Okay, anyway. The main critiques thus far of this movie with the venom that the two of you have for it is that <laughs> it wasn't anti-capitalist enough and that Clifford did not do enough terroristic damage throughout downtown Manhattan. I don't like when they half-ass things. I don't like that, okay? I don't like, I don't like the corporate greed is bad, but this one billionaire father is good because he tucks his son in at night. Fuck you. You know, like, please. <laughs> they totally half-assed it. They even half-assed the Bridwell storyline, like Emily yeah. at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, they just think he's dead at one point. <laughs> What the f- <laughs> Emily's like, yo, Bridwell, you blimey fuck. Why did we think you were dead because you're old? And he's like, well, I was b- visiting a friend, a sick old friend, and I gave and him my bow tie. He's not devastated and- at all that his friend is dead. He didn't like, like. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to give him my bow tie to take to the great beyond where we pulled this hound of hell from earlier to to, to just make yeah, brighten your make, white little make pu- Harlem listen, lives. Listen, he can make puppies big, but he can't get rid of what? Cancer? What the fuck was this guy dying from? That he couldn't... This little girl needed help more than this his friend that was dying in the hospital. <laughs> and crack-addicted Jack Whitehall is going in there unblinkingly just taking the word of this other old deathly sick man on this ward of dementia and sadness and squalor he kept kept, like running his hands over his front and back pockets i'm like he's making sure his like his cocaine is still in his pockets he just totally is wiping his hands on his pants the entire movie because he's just snorting it behind the scenes he's like i i gotta keep up with these kids they're too fast for me yeah he just loses every single argument to his 12 year old niece every single one getting dunked on almost like me versus swell in the last four episodes she's collabed with us on i mean what is wrong with him at least i have two college degrees they're associates degrees but i'm not fucking 12 you know i yeah i i 
I don't feel bad for losing to arguments with you, but he should. I mean, he has to be on drugs. Just show his drug habit. At least we would know or we would have a moral to the story, not just, all right, he's going to get on, on TV and, and be vindicated immediately for all his decisions. Oh, my God. I'm glad the two of you had that moment together just now. Yeah. <laughs> we, this was a bonding experience between so, Tom and I. That was- so what's the perfect Clifford movie then? Okay. Not something with three comedy sequences featuring jokes about condensed milk. Can we yeah, say that? Like, that old, that old uh, go-to comedy standby. <laughs> Great job, guys. I just would have actually liked to see Clifford um, grow up. And like, I do think that there was a way for them to do this properly. That wasn't uh, condescending to children and children's media and uh, was half-assing the storyline. Or Literally, I think if they had just stuck with one consistent plot, like, oh, Clifford is a big dog and we have to deal with this versus, oh, there's big. this outside. Yeah, exactly. That alone, there's so many comedy aspects for a kid's movie. They could have played up that. They could have played like the, oh, you're just started a new school and now you have to deal with the choice of leaving because you want to keep your dog and you want to be safe for him. But Good. you can't stay in New York. Like, that's a whole storyline for me. Emily Elizabeth and the mom and all of that. And then, oh, yeah, the uncle is the voice of reason for some reason because he's like, yeah, let's move because then I can move in with you guys. I'll take care of Clifford. I'll clean up the, the monster craps that this dog is doing. You know, like he he could weasel his way in. And there you go. You got the fun Uncle Casey weaseling his way in. You know, like it's just there's something here. They made an entire series <coughs> of movies better than this one called Beethoven when we were young, Michael. Did they? Yes. You never saw those? I love no, those No, I saw. Movies. I've seen those, but are the we Saint sure? Bernard. Like, are you sure you're not just paint, waxing nostalgic about Beethoven? Yes, I am. You're gosh darn right I am. But <laughs> everything with Beethoven in that house was hilarious as a kid. Everything with Clifford at the park, at the vet, inside of Owen's house, that was funny. Like, just do more of that. That's the whole movie. You don't need any, you don't need any antagonism whatsoever. So give me a tone. Like, give me... I, I'm assuming neither of you like dark ne- film be- Neor. <laughs> the, yeah. the only the only color is Clifford. <laughs> Actually, that would be sick. I would exactly. Love that. <laughs> See, this is why Hollywood just needs to hire me for everything. Okay. Just but Schindler's like- List <laughs> <laughs> motifs with the giant red dog. Just a single tear going down Jack Whitehall's cheek and one close-up. Danny DeVito. I'm being murdered in the back bedroom. I swear to God. Danny DeVito in silhouette, which is holding the dog walking through a crowd in 1940s Berlin. I'm sorry. Side note. I need to. I'm looking at the Google Doc right now, and someone wrote, where is his dick? He's 10 feet tall. How does he not develop a taste for human flesh? For major plot lines, through lines, and themes. That's one of the questions written. Yeah. I was I was saving that to for that was my that was my big joke at the finale. <laughs> <laughs> no. But give me give me like a comparable like what what's a good kids movie that would, this would be akin to? But don't I, like, I just I'm, gave I'm, you I seventeen want, of them because yeah, there were seventeen. But I imagine you don't Beethoven's. want this to be like Lion King, right? Like you wanted something to be like more lighthearted and not necessarily like something that could compete for best picture. But like, what's a successful kids movie that strikes the tenor you're looking for? Well, I mean, I I'm just thinking. Okay. I'm just thinking like. Um, is it Bridge to Terabithia that like dealt with adult themes and was fucked? Um, I think we just need to get back to movies that traumatize children. I think that's just what we need to do. Like that, so you never go near a rope swing over a bridge in your life, over a lake in your life. You know, we just need like you never wander into a creepy man's tent in a park in your life. You know, I think that's just what this needed to be. It needed to be a cautionary tale 
um, with the same effect as that. But then also, you know, Final Destination, like a giant dog Jesus running through your like. Christ. A, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like there, there, there were ways to do this. And the genetically modified startup, I think, was not necessary. Life Girl was totally, you could remove the whole movie. Side note, you have in here that the ending was Tony Hale pisses off his assistant to the point where she retcons Clifford's microchip thingy and changes it to Emily Elizabeth. That was the, that was uh, Birdwell doing that. Like, he magic that so that it said her name. No, I think mm. it was the, that was the assistant who Tony Hale pissed off. So it's the, the good guys she didn't even after. win this story. Like, the good, like, Emily's speech meant nothing. You know, the 12-year-old the giving a speech to all of New York in front of the TV cameras, that, that was set up to save the day. But no, absolutely not. What saved the day was Tony Hale getting pissy with his assistant. No, uh, Mike. Who the, changed John, the name. John Cleese says it's, it's magic. Like, technology no, is like the magic. Assistant, like, ch- assistant no, assistant quit immediately. I watched it twice guys the assistant oh my god (laughs) this is one of my favorite movies of the year michael (laughs) she changed the microchip that they had doctored and anyway she changed the name on the microchip no she did not it's a kid's movie no i'm 100 percent positive (laughs) it was the power of magic this is this is the this is the point not even the movie this is the point of this movie that's going to tear apart otherwise Bridwell stole the thunder from her and he just wanted to be special like i feel like no cuz i feel okay listen i feel like if it was her she would have gone up and like shaked Emily Elizabeth's hand or something like she would have there would have been something else because there's no reason for her there's to nothing do in this. it for yeah there's nothing we, in we it for were her together for this whole time swell and now we're like <laughs> post-world war <laughs> Russia just Lenin and Trotsky right now which is uh, schism no I she it was the, the amount of world oh war God. two analogies that have worked their way into the Clifford the big red dog review <laughs> Why did we do this together? That's what this is the the great question of this podcast is how did we talk ourselves into this episode right now? Was this one of your ten movies you were worried about, Swell? Yeah, it was. I mean that's the thing. But how did we let it go this far? Yeah. I can't I I I can't (laughs) I'm amazed. I'm I'm amazed at so many this might be the most fascinating and bewildering episode of MMO that I've ever taken part in. I'm amazed that the two of you have this much vitriol for this kids movie. I'm amazed your expectations were I want that- kids to have good cinema. Excuse me for having standards <laughs> for children's media. Jeez. Really, if anything, understand- I'm doing a public service, Mike, and I don't like you that you're so against the industry. Me. You understand the industry is still the industry, right? Like there's still it's going to be a cash grab whenever it can be. A lot of this standing up for like what's right is just propaganda on some of these people's parts okay yeah but then even then they need to make this dog look better so that they can sell plushies of clifford they need to if they really want to relaunch the clifford toy line they need to make the dog not look like shit and make clifford a bigger deal in his own story because this weird multi the family dynamics that we're trying to figure out the uh genetically modified food world hunger like a kid would be like yeah that like i'm sure some kid was like why is life girl bad they're trying to feed people like, I'm sure someone, like, there there was a lot of mixed messages in this movie, okay? And it's like, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's like, oh, this isn't like Thanos with the Avengers where it's like, yeah, the good guys are going to win. No, they made too many confusing choices here. 
It's just about a group of people committing felonies together for no reason. Like their lives have gone so wrong that they have absolutely nothing to lose, that they will break into a corporate facility of this size. Side note, um, this was also one of my critiques with um, old, where it's like you can't just do testing like you would have to mod you would have to report that hi we're doing animal testing on a on a dog we managed to successfully create a dog like the fact that no one was like hi we're gonna sue you because you were doing illegal animal testing like mm-hmm. no we're trying to feed america and you can't do this shit you know <laughs> like your stance is now that big co- technological corporations always are on the up and up and not doing anything shady behind the scenes no, I'm saying I would have liked a little bit more red tape to be like, hey, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> except, you more except the government pair of wire red tape in the Clifford movie. Yes. A pair of wire cutters gets them in so they can yeah, sneak exactly. attack. That this idiot corporation who has two guys with lab coats. It's a children's movie. Leashes. You're seeming really close. Their solution to this. I'm not appreciating it. You're getting really. Their aggressive. solution. Their solution to this ten foot dog that just romped across the city is two idiots with a with lab coats and just normal leashes around his neck. I, I just I rest you, my case, Mike. The two of you should be forced <laughs> to raise children. <laughs> I, I don't want to like I I want to be a, a safe haven for parents who have to put up with this shit in the movie theaters. I agree why with don't they, Why doesn't everyone movies. just do what my dad did and traumatize their kids at six by showing them The Shining <laughs> the first night they're allowed to stay up past seven? I don't get why every parent doesn't just do that. And then suddenly they're thrust into the world of terrifying cinema and it just, you know, paints the course of their lives. I don't get why every parent doesn't just do that. If you give your dog a cheeseburger, <laughs> he will have diarrhea. <laughs> Oh my god! You can't give him a tray of cheeseburgers. What is that movie? If you give a moose a cookie. If you give a mouse a cookie. Okay, when are we getting that live action? Can I do that one? Can we have like okay? I I feel like we just need to do a little that where we just have all these like super high profile names voicing all of the animals. I I am. I want so badly to just. I'm I'm so I can't even speak. I I I want to know. Like when the next kids movie comes along that like you both are like, oh, that was better than I expected because I'm not saying Clifford was great. I'm just saying I didn't think it was the train wreck that the two of you do. I just I'm so Mike, other Mike, not you, Mike. Mike, I'm really concerned that he thinks this movie is going to be an Oscar contender somehow. I'm really worried. I'm really worried. I think we need to stage an intervention. We have standards. We we have we 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 should have standards. Is what I sh- I need to say. We don't anymore. I don't know what's happening. This is like an Oscar podcast. Is the pandemic getting to you, Mike? What's going Absolutely. on? Absolutely, he is fucking squirrely right now. I don't know what's oh my happening. God. To him. He's going to movies and just liking anything. Like he's so- completely softened up. Like he used oh. to be the one of us that Where's was. Where's like the, the backbone? What's going on? I know. Is Hollywood he's- in your pocket? Are they giving you money? Do you also have a secret <laughs> compound in China that we need to be worried about? I'm sitting in pajama pants <laughs> in a basement right now, <laughs> defending Clifford the Big Red Dog. That's the perfect cover. What are you talking about? I, I just want to know the kids' movie that's better than you thought it was going to be. Like I when think it comes Cor- out, Corella was ki- genuinely entertaining. Corella is not a kids' movie. Corella is not for Disney children. Plus. Yeah. Mm. 
Everything, but no, no, stop it. Everything Disney and Pixar has ever done that we've reviewed on this podcast. Yeah, that's Oscars level stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying we have a brand <laughs> and we should have standards for said brand. <laughs> we used to. What's happened? I, I, <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. I'm out. I'm tapped. <laughs> I think we need to end this before dog. we just like, I, before I am the reason that Mike, Mike and Oscar dissolves and this is the last podcast episode ever. <laughs> it's just going to be Mike, Mike dog. and Razzie. I mean, we're just going <laughs> just the other direction. <laughs> just totally broke me. <laughs> um, yeah. Mike, Mike I, and I, Kids Choice Awards. <laughs> He wants a blimp. That's what he, they, they, they won't yes. just give you a blimp for being nice. It's like the guys who who send me messages like you don't understand architecture on all the on my videos where I complain about buildings. Like, <laughs> they will not let you live there for free just because you're something for a building. Like they're not going to read this. I promise you. Like it's like that. You, they won't give you a blimp because you're you know defending Clifford. I'll have your back, Clifford. You could be as big and. As I'm literally. As... I'm ending this call. I'm, I'm gonna. End <laughs> anyway, uh, check me out on Swell Entertainment. Uh, check out my own podcast, Swell. Uh, uh, the Swell Shenanigans podcast. Unfortunately, there is an episode with Mike. Um, other Mike has not come on yet. How um, dare you! <laughs> How dare you! Um, no, we we can wrap up here. I think everything's been said that needs to be said. I yeah. I, I guess don't go see Clifford. Don't go see it on Paramount Plus. It, unless you don't have do a it. heart and you want to oh, see, now you're feel something. Oh, now you're changing your tune. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to get out of here. He's finally read the room. Yeah, no, we got uh, we got Oscar movie. Like, we've completely undercut the next month of programming. We got yeah, Belfast. Well, that, well, that, like, in all seriousness, like, stick aside. <laughs> it, it, that's how, like, this was going to go, right? Because this all started as, like, a joke. And then we kind of, like, lost track of it. And this is just the ending of it, it this is a bit gone wrong swell yeah, yeah no this is a bit going Clifford lore too seriously mm-hmm. and yeah. now it turned into me wanting good cinema for children <laughs> so this is i think this is how it was always like supposed to go mm-hmm. at this point so i it look at least we got it we got hopefully at, uh, for a 50 minute podcast hopefully we got at least 20 minutes of entertainment out of it yes for the listeners here so that's that's the hope and the goal uh yes Swell, thank you for putting up with this and for doing this. Maybe maybe not thank you for putting this on our lives. You are the reason now. We're you two. It's actually the two of yours' fault, now that I think about it. It is. That's that we're doing yeah, this it's, in it's the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So I blame both so of you. So we take it out on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, collectively, we beat up on you the whole show. Swell, did you do all your plugs you need to do, bud? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I keep having out of body experiences and realizing that I am 24, literally in an Airbnb in Flagstaff, and my friends are other 20 somethings in the room, literally having breakfast, and I'm arguing about Clifford with two dudes in their 30s. So I really do think we need to wrap this up. I think this is, I think I'm like messing up the the sands of time or something. Like my. <laughs> If the fates are watching, they're like, we should just clip her thread. Like, this is it. This is, this is really weird. <laughs> Finally, uh, I, the realization. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
as good as an outro as any guys as always you can hit us up with any comments questions or concerns mike mike and oscar on facebook and instagram at mmn oscar on twitter mike mike and oscar at gmail.com.com and on reddit uh we are going to go back to like oscars related stuff i think mike we should just title this episode as our review of belfast and let the listeners find out for themselves <laughs> yes. halfway through that it's not but tell the good people what's coming next and let's get out of here with some words of wisdom well yeah belfast is next king richard uh house of gucci liquor's pizza uh all of these superior films <laughs> that's that's up to the, the the eye of the beholder i think i have the beholder uh make sure yeah words of wisdom follow swell entertainment i, I all her videos are great i will I be doing watched... my own video solo with my dog hermes reviewing clifford because i have nothing awesome. else to make this video this week so are you really yeah <laughs> Are you going to paint him at all? Are you going to, like, do any food coloring on her? No, I'm literally going to be an opening of, like, I love my dog, but I'm also not a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Look forward to that. Be on the lookout for that, guys. When reality or the uh, children's movies around you suck, you can come review them with us and our friends here. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round. Without the stuffiness, we will see you very soon. See ya. Bye. (laughs)